This is Emily Wright, Head of Content at EG. This is the first time I, think, that I have done uh, a podcast and interview with four people at the same time, but we're going to see what happens off the back of Modulus's recent expansion into the US, where a new division has been set up and re-headed up by these four women. So I'm going to introduce them and then we're going to have a chat about how things are going to be taken forward um, and what we can expect. So we're joined by Janet Stevenson, Managing Director, Jennifer Caldwell, Design Director, Cassie Mast, Operations Director, and Ava Talbot, Product Director. How are you all? I mean, I'm going to, that's my first mistake, isn't it? Asking a question to everybody because I might get something in audio back, but, but how are you all? <laughs> Terrific, thank you. Great. So, um, very exciting time for you guys. Um, you know, off the back, so off the back of kind of you know, long, long-standing time in terms of the work at Katerra and then Modulus's move. So it's it's kind of sort of a new chapter and not a new chapter, I imagine, for you guys. Lots and odds there. Um, so Janet, can we start with you? And um, have the last few months been? And can you tell me a little bit about what you guys are planning in terms of taking things forward with the new US division? Yes, thank you. It's lovely to be here. And that's a really good description, actually, of like, it's a new chapter and not a new chapter at, at the same time. Fantastically strong and wonderful to be continuing to work with um, as a team. And for the last few months, well, you know, first and foremost, it was really sort of connecting with Modulus and learning about the business. And I think it's really important to sort of talk about that a little bit, just because as uh, as a spectacular end to Katera, um, we ended up getting a spectacular response from the industry too, you know, which was really both humbling and flattering. Um, so we had an opportunity to talk to an awful lot of companies uh, between the four of us. And each one of us, sort of, you know, came to our own conclusion that Modulus was an absolute standout, not just for the business model, um, but particularly you know, for, the, for the culture and for the very sincere purpose that was driving it. So with that, um, the first few months um, have been tasked to take a look at the UK business model and see what we would need to do, sort of test fit it, if you will, adapt it to the US market. Um, and Ava, Jen and Cassie in particular have been doing a huge amount of work to take a look at the performance specifications of the, pro of the physical product um, and how that would land from an operations and regulatory standpoint in the US. Well, I mean, it sounds like, as as you say, you know, it's been wonderful to be able to continue um, with the team. Uh, and um, let's come to Jennifer now, if that's all right. I mean, I'd be really interested to, to get from your perspective, what are your thoughts on being within the same team, but starting this new chapter and, and how are you feeling about it? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, kind of coming off what Janet said a bit, that we're very excited to be working together again. And it's an absolute benefit for us having had that um, relationship as a team in the past. And not to mention also coming from um, experience that we can very directly apply uh, to this new adventure. Um, so, you know, we've really been pulling off of those lessons learned and, you know, working together as a team to see how we can best apply that here and, you know, really to a company that uh, has a you know, obvious different take on um, modular methods of construction or modern methods of construction. Um, but we're very excited to be able to uh, kind of continue that journey as a team uh, in a bit of a, a, a new way. 
And, and Jennifer, while, I, while I've got you, I think, you know, it'd be really interesting to get your, your take on, the, you mentioned the, the different approaches to modular construction. Um, could you go into a bit more detail about that, what you guys were doing and, you know, modulus's take? I know there's a lot of crossover, but there are also differences. So could you explain that a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah. So the biggest difference is this idea of asset heavy versus asset light. Um, so coming from our prior experience, it was it was considered very asset heavy. We had our own factories, um, which ended up driving a lot of the business and um, kind of hemmed us in a bit, um, you know, to where we could work specific to where the, you know, the factories were. And what is so different about Modulus is that they're very asset light. Um, so it gives a lot more flexibility and, you know, the ability to be able to reach um, kind of broader markets and geographies and being able to deliver that much um, if more efficiently by having uh, a heavier focus on the software and how um, we can actually um, enable that. Thank you very much. <clears throat> I'm going to come on to talk to, to Ava in a minute, but before I do that, Cassie, can I just ask you a little bit about the, the logistics, if you like, of moving forward? Same team, different, sort of slightly different um, approach and a different vision for the future. How on an operation on the operation side of things, how is that going to manifest and play out? Uh, yeah, I think for us, we have the wonderful benefit of being able to bring our previous experience plus the work that Modulus has already done in the UK and apply that to this region. Obviously, as a group, we have a lot of regional experience. Um, but we're also now sort of armored with the pre-existing relationships that Modulus has. Specifically, Crane is a huge value to our expansion because they're an international partner. It allows us to really have a good basis as we move into the U.S. So from that perspective, um, we are really looking to start to build partnerships uh, in addition to the, the strong baseline of partnerships that we already have. Um, and then start to engage with clients to identify the first place that we can um, start to add value in the market. Thank you. And Ava, I think that everybody has mentioned that there's this, this real benefit of um, knowing each other and coming with a wealth of experience, not just individually, but together as a team. Could you talk to me a bit more about that and what that means and how you guys are going to apply that? So it's going to it's going to benefit the process in a number of ways is on a very basic level, because you understand the how someone else works, you are able to work with them with more speed and efficiency. And some of us have been working together for a very, very long time, like back prior to even Katera. So that's that's very exciting. It's very fulfilling. Um, it also enables, I think, kind of a rapid foundation of trust between the U.S. team. It was there at our previous place of employment, and it is here now. Um, and it also, though, we can kind of, you know, we're setting things up in the way we would have liked to have seen the culture grow previously. And it's also enabled by the really excellent culture that we have coming out of the Modulus office in the in the UK. So it's an ideal state and situation when you take into account that we work well together. We wanted to work together again. And then we've got a lot of shared experience and lessons learned together. Janet, so let's talk a little bit as well about UK versus US. I think that, across, you know, there's, there's across so many parts of the industry, you know, wherever you're looking at, there's a huge amount of synergy between the UK and the US and then a huge mm -hmm. amount of disparity as well in terms of 
approaches and, and how people think and work and what priorities are as well. So how have you how are you finding that? I mean, I know it's early days, but how is that going to sort of dovetail together to take what is a UK, a UK brand and a UK focus and make it work in a US market? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, I think it's there's a sort of a, a, the fun anecdote is that obviously I'm from the UK living in the US and Chris Mortensen, who is in charge of the US from the uh, modular side in the UK, is an American living in the UK. So we have a shared by sort of um, language um, connection uh, for starters, which is helpful. And, and then on occasion, I have been known to to send little messages to my team saying, when they say John Lewis, what they mean is a department store. Um, <laughs> um, but the, you know, I think one of the things that's really exciting is that the UK has some extremely high standards um, and accreditation, like the BOPAS certification, for example, that's around operations and systems. And that's something that the US doesn't have at a nationwide level. And so to actually start with that as a baseline really enables some um, confidence and trust in the, the overall process. I think another part of it, which is really poignant today in particular, it's always been poignant, but the world is waking up to it being poignant, which is the sustainability performance of the materials and the overall building um, delivery um, and operations. And so while in fairness, it's, you know, it's fair to say that it's a much easier sell on the operations value in the UK for sustainability and just around utility costs. We're starting with a really solid baseline for those clients here who are interested in um, supporting sort of a, a zero carbon future. And let's talk about that, because this um, this is all kind of tying in with, I mean, as we speak, as we record, it's week one of COP26. Um, we've just done a big ESG special in, um, in EG. It's something that we feel very, very strongly about. It does, it does seem that finally um, words are, if not becoming actions, are in that interim stage of people thinking, hmm, we're actually going to have to stop speaking and start doing pretty soon um, for many reasons. And, um, you know, I think that it's a bit of a shame in some ways that it's not always the planet that gets the real estate industry thinking. Sometimes it's like, oh, what does this mean for our business? But, you know, whatever it is that makes them sort of think that way and starts action going you know it has to be a good thing um so how are you seeing that from your from your perspective in in the US is I mean from what you were saying Janet it does seem like it's sort of a similar situation but Jennifer let's come to you because it sort of ties into the design side of things as well you know have you been seeing a kind of a gradual um sort of acceptance of this new way of doing things a new way of construction a new way of building a new way of sourcing materials or has it been sort of a slow burner that's now sort of speeding up yeah i'd say that we're definitely seeing an, an uptick uh in interest there um you know it's it's the sustainability aspect but it's also the you know the housing crisis um and the recognition that delivering projects a different way um, could be a very real solution to help um, make a very real impact uh, on that. So uh, I think that those two conversations in parallel are really what we're seeing, um, you know, get some momentum. And we're looking in particular um, at markets that we feel 
uh, can make a bigger impact in both of those areas as well. Um, so, you know, looking for partners that are interested in that kind of delivery um, to be able to um, make an impact on the, you know, the housing crisis as well um, as, you know, making sure that we're being sustainable, sustainably conscious as well. Thank you very much. And you mentioned partners there. And Cassie, that's something that you were talking about um, when we were when we were hearing from you earlier. So can we go into a bit more detail on that on the partners? And, and Jennifer, you gave you gave a little bit more insight there. Um, but, you know, if there's anyone listening to this who's wondering either based in the US or based in the UK, wondering how the US um, division is going to operate, what else can we tell people about about partners and partnerships? I think the important uh, differentiator for Modulus is that asset light approach. Because we're asset light, instead of having our own factory, our own logistics, et cetera, in-house, what we're looking for is strong partnerships with organizations that are really aligned with our values and our intent. And we are looking to provide them with uh, something to build, essentially, right? So um, the goal here is to find partners who have like mindset and then to work with them to the benefit of their business and our business as well. The thing that makes us unique is that we have a capability to basically say, in this scenario, if you work with us, everyone wins. Um, and that, I think, is a really strong selling point for people who are in the asset-heavy business, have a factory that they need to keep running, for people who are very good at what they do, specifically like Crane as an example in logistics. There is not a need for us to be experts at everything. We are looking for very strong partners who are extremely capable in their field um, so that we can create that synergy. Um, and so that we can deliver something that other people haven't delivered before. Thank you very much. So, Ava, I'm going to ask you what, what transpires would be a really quite quite sort of putting you on the spot question. Sorry, because Cassie just said delivering something that nobody has delivered before, which obviously is fragile. And that's like, oh, that's exciting. So what does that what does that look like? Something that no one's ever seen before. So what it looks like on the product development side is a very refined offering at the kit of parts level that enables you know ultimate flexibility on a project site while also meeting all code client you know code requirements client requirements market preferences you know regional preferences this is being done in some aspects but based on our experience previously there's still a very i would say bespoke approach to a lot of modular work that's happening. They're taking other designs, they're trying to modularize it. There's a lack of efficiency in that. And so what we are hoping to do, what we are going to do, what we are doing is we are going to define a, define a very concise kit of parts for the, um, you know, the United States or region that we're entering. And then we're going to build it all over and it's going to provide quality, sustainable, comfortable, healthy housing um, at scale, and it's going to be enabled by asset light manufacturing. That sounds like, you know, that that sounds pretty, pretty good from where I'm sitting. Um, and how, what, in, in terms of the response then, sorry, this is still for Ava, yeah. in terms of the response that you are, that you're, that you're seeing to that, and, and the response that you had um, at Katera as well, how, I know I asked a similar question earlier about, you know, how people are feeling about sustainability in the States, and is it beginning yeah. to come you know, what is the response and what has been the response to your very specific offering to the market thus far? So the response that we're building, um, so our response to the build market that we're building right now is actually capitalized on our, our previous work where 
you know, if you can think that um, we were previously developing really tens of products at full scale products. So we're drawing from all of that good feedback and understanding to an even more refined offering now. Um, so the response has been, it's been great. It will continue to be good, but we also have built in, you know, with the help of Cassie and operations is a continuous improvement. Like any product, it's really treating the living space, the building or a portion of the building like a, a full product. So you take in a path of continuous improvement. So it's never, you know, you just don't plop it and leave it and never revisit it. You take in all of those lessons learned and build it back into the product development process. And then that also feeds the software, et cetera. So it's a, it's a very exciting way to work. It is very different than traditional architecture, but um, it really is future looking for really rapid enablement of getting quality housing units built in the US market. Thank you very much. Um, and Janet, I, I well, I was talking earlier to somebody about the difference actually and quite usefully between the UK and, and the US in terms of the approach to talking about, you know, these issues with climate and, and something that came up was um, around finance and return on investment. Um, and they were saying and they're, 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 they're American and based in the US and they were saying there's a problem in the US, even more so potentially than the UK, that there's still not a full understanding that just because there might not be necessarily like the levels of immediate return on investment the the long-term return on investment for for anything that, that operates within this sort of sphere with anything that deals with sort of tackling climate change anything that is sustainable at its heart is absolutely massive because you won't have you basically won't have a liquid asset you know whatever it might be within a certain number of years if it's not sustainable is this something that you are seeing the u.s market get 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 to grips with uh, finally, I would say yes, and this is actually a topic that's very dear to my heart, um, just personally in my own career, you know, which was, <laughs> I'm always terrified to say, started in market transformation around sustainability at the turn of the century. Um, <clears throat> but so 20 years later, and we're still having this conversation about the cost of green building, right? And is it, you know, is it worth it? Um, but what's really extraordinary, I think, is that, um, you know, finally, some of the financial institutions and the insurance um, uh, organizations are starting to demonstrate an, an, an interest and a conversation around um, what sustainability looks like. There is still a very unfortunate conversation around the cost of certification, for example. Um, but what's so wonderful about uh, a standardized approach uh, that has so much upfront work is that if you have the inputs all sorted out upfront, the leverage of the outputs and the outcome of a sustainable building becomes so much more A, predictable, B, consistent, and C, to your point around the cost, you know, like we're, we're running models now around how the sustainable performance, the material choice, the healthy material choice for the occupants as well to make sure those unit metrics are economically sound. And so um, ultimately, whether people sort of, you know, the, the ultimate opportunity here is if, you know, if people want to go higher in scale of, of sustainability, there's some facade treatments or some other sort of like, 
you know, slight modifications of, of the of the actual custom parts of the building that we could do um, outside of the modules. Um, but the modules themselves are going to have a sort of a standardized, you know, delivery whether you want a sustainable performance or not. Um, I also want to kind of connect back into the boat pass certification around operations and process because that, that also gives a, a really solid predictability and transparency, actually, of, of the material choices and the transportation of them. Thank you very much. Um, so, Cassie, I'm going to come to, to speak to you now um, and I'm going to ask, I'm going I'm to start asking you all this question, actually, um, which is what does it mean, starting with you, sorry, what does it mean to you to be to be to be doing this and to be doing it now. And I know this is something that you, it's not, this isn't new. This isn't something that you've just started to do. This is something that you guys are doing at Katera and it's something that you're continuing. Um, but now feels like a bit of a turning point. And I don't know whether it's, you know, post pandemic, everybody's sort of beginning to get their heads around things again, but they've reevaluated. I, I, it does seem to be the time. So how does it feel to be doing what you're doing right now and to have this focus on sustainability um, and to have this focus on a different way of delivering, you know, uh, uh, elements of the built environment? That's that is a big question. And I'm sorry to come to you first on it. <laughs> um, no, that's OK. I think it's an interesting one, given my background. So on a personal level, um, my background is in engineering, but I started in oil and gas in my career, um, which is you can imagine, not the most sustainable or environmentally conscious environment to, to work in. And I only transitioned to uh, construction when I started working with Katera. So for me, this is really significant because it marks in my personal life a strong evolution of um, understanding who I am, understanding what I believe in and what I want to support. So from a personal level, this is huge for me, right? Like this is definitely, as you said, turning point in my personal life. I think um, at a higher level, at an organizational level and a market level, um, it's, a, it's an amazing time to be in this industry, right? As Janet kind of said earlier, Tara uh, had sort of this very large and very public ending, but out of that, what has come is all of these tiny little sparks that now can start fires other places, right? And that is beautiful because now we all have amazing contacts in other places who are trying to change this industry in similar or different ways than we are. And so I think like now is the moment for us to really start to drive market uh, change in a significant way. Thank you very much. Great answer. And uh, obviously, as you say, a very kind of personal, personal path that's taken you from what sort of one end of the spectrum to the other, which is which is great to hear. And obviously makes you feel gives you a lot of job satisfaction, which is brilliant. Um, Jennifer, same question to you on the design side specifically, but, you know, personally more widely. How, how does it feel to be doing this right now? Yeah, and I'll echo what Cassie said about, you know, the small sparks starting fires. I think all of us are very excited to see where our colleagues have been landing. There's just such an incredible amount of talent um, that we're seeing help become a driver um, for this kind of feeling of, of a tipping point, right? Um, and that momentum behind um, this uh, kind of new way of thinking about um, delivering projects. But from a personal standpoint, you know, I'm an architect, um, have, you know, always known somehow that I wanted to be one. And, um, you know, at 
a point in my career, I realized that um, the way that we were in our industry, um, collaborating with other parts of the industry, and then ultimately delivering projects was not um, the most efficient way to do things, that there had to be a better way. And it kind of gets back to what um, Ava was mentioning earlier about this idea of continuous improvement. And instead of just repeating what we were doing, you know, from project to project, um, being able to establish a point where we can continuously build off of what we had done priorly and build in that improvement as we go. Um, so that's kind of the uh, more technical side of, you know, why I, I wanted to do something a bit different. But um, being involved with Modulus in particular and the underlying values that they have with sustainability and, um, you know, addressing the housing crisis is something that I'm very proud to be a part of um, because I feel like the way that this company is set up and the business model that we have in place we're very well positioned to be able to make a big impact there. And I'm, I'm so happy to be a part of, 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 of you know, having that happen. And um, this also feeds into the thread, you know, that we were mentioning earlier about um, this business model enabling partnerships. So what this does is it also brings the opportunity to other others in the industry. It's not so insular. Um, so other people can be a part of that as well. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Sorry, I just tried to unmute there and didn't get it on the first go. It's the problem. It's the, it's the, it's the ongoing problem with the uh, the older the old Teams recordings. Um, Ava, same same question to you. Um, you know, how, how does it feel for you to be doing to be doing this at the moment um, and at, at a time where it feels like things are sort of really changing? So it's uh, incredibly fulfilling. So I, um, you know, I have always really been interested. I am an architect by training, but interested in the design of systems, whether it's, um, you know, the vertical systems for a high rise in Seattle, which I did for years, or, you know, the systems of planning for a city. Also, you know, in the city of Seattle, my experience, but how do these systems influence each other? So it's different scales of systems, right? Um, but what's apparent is that the um, the systems around housing equity are really they're really broken. They're really broken in the United States. And um, this enables me to kind of pursue what I believe my life's work will be, which is getting more housing to market faster in the United States and then globally to help level those systems that are that are really fundamentally broken. Um, I can't think of a better place to be doing it. And really, I can't think of a better time than now to be doing this work because it's a it, the it the um there's a groundswell of need and talking about need and no longer ignoring the need. And so it's a it's a perfect time to be capitalizing on it and improving the lives of many. Thank you very much. And there's that same question to Janet. And then I've got one more question for you all, which I saved. I saved until last on purpose. And you'll see why, but but um but Janet, that question to you, you know, doing what you're doing right now, how, how does it feel? What does it mean to you? Yeah, of course. I just need a moment to get the tingles out of my system listening to Jen and Ava and Cassie. Um, but you'll see a pretty solid, consistent sort of like bond around um, what's driving us all, I think. Um, and um, I would 
I think I'm, try I'm trying to summarize it, and I think it's all about a culture of care, right? It's not just around the sustainability, it's around the culture of care for the human occupant of the homes that we're building. You know, we're building, we're designing with their dignity in mind and their quality and their health. We're designing with care of the, of, yeah, sure, of the planet in mind. And, and we're building a company with a care for the people within the company in mind too. And I think that there's a response on, you know, the, what Modulus and the company and the business model represents is an incredibly strong response to um, us sort of, us all collectively coming out of an awful lot of pain um, and reawakening to maybe what's really important. Um, the social fabric, you know, like creating social fabric, yes, indeed, of America, um, you know, is somewhat broken. Um, and we do need to create sort of opportunities to, to, to really look after each other and thrive. And so the way that we're building the company and the way that we're um, working to deliver homes um, hits on, on so many levels. Um, I think it's what a lot of people are looking for now in a company to work with. Um, you know, based on some of the um, retro sort of active retrospective um, uh, sort of um, understanding that, that that people have gone through um, in, in these last sort of you know year and a half, eighteen months. Thank you very much. Four excellent answers there. And um, I do you have I do you have another question that I wanted to ask you all? And I did save it to last. It's it's important, and I want to talk about it, but I think it. It should be the last question because I wanted to talk to you guys about what you do and what you stand for and what the business means and, and what the values are before I mention this, which is, of course, the fact that I'm talking to four women. Um, and I think that that's that's important. It's important in, in many ways, but it shouldn't be the most important thing. We should be in a position where this is the norm. Um, unfortunately, certainly in the UK market, it's not always the norm to have a call like this with four women who are working together. But as I say, I wanted to ask it last because I, I think it's more important for us to talk first about, you know, what you stand for and what the business is all about. But let's talk about it because I think when it, we've, I've been doing a lot of work recently with people around role modelling um, across the sector and across, you know, it's not just about about women, anyone who feels like underrepresented or not represented in the sector. Um, so but to have strong female role models is really important for us. And it's certainly really important for for the industry, an industry which has traditionally been very um, sort of not female um, dominated or orientated. So, um, so Janet, we were talking to you. Let's carry on talking to you. And then we're going to I'm going to ask the same question to everybody. How does that feel to you? Does it feel like the norm? You guys have been working together for a very long time. Do you feel a sense of responsibility you know, to show women that are coming into the sector? Look, you know, you can work in a fantastic team of women. And, you know, how, how does how does it feel to you and, and how important is it to you? Thank you. Um, I want to say also thank you for leaving this to the end. And, uh, you know, obviously, as a woman in this industry, you also sort of appreciate that it's really nice to talk about the business first, because, you know, first and foremost, Chris Bowe and Chris Mortensen reached out to me uh, after Katera kind of news came out and asked me to put together a list of who the future rock stars are. And there was a list and it was a little bit longer and it was not all female. Um, but then I had to whittle it down and pick the top three. And the top three were immediately Ava, Jen and Cassie. And that was completely based on the fact that they are rock stars. You know, it was all talent. And it 
happened to be that that top cream ended up being four women. And so, you know, the other thing that I think is uh, a real testimony, and it shouldn't be a testimony, but it is a testimony to um, Modulus UK and the co-founders because they didn't bat an eyelid. You know, it, it, they didn't see four women, they saw four rock stars, right? Which was amazing. And we've always been treated in that way. The Yes, absolutely, there's a responsibility and it's a wonderful one. But the responsibility is also, um, what's wonderful about the responsibility is that we're actually in positions that can influence. And so, you know, we are all very dedicated to working together to create the culture that we'd like. I hope that you interview us again in six months, a year's time, and we're not, you know, like you'll see a very diverse group of of people who are part of our team. You know, this is not going to stay all female forever. Um, that's not that's not what we're about. We're about full inclusion um, and really understanding, you know, a culture of psychological safety and care. You know, uh, to really just create a culture where everyone can thrive. I'm going to leave it there because I know that other people have some personal stories, and I hope that they come out. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know who, who uh, that those people will know who they are more than I will. So I'll, I'll open it up to the floor in that case. I can go next. I I don't. Maybe you're talking about me, Janet. If you are, I got you. Um. So for me, this is very personal. I'm the oldest of six. Um. So in many ways, by, not by choice, I have been the role model for a very long time. Um. I have four younger sisters, and I have worked my entire career. Um, as as we all have in male-dominated industries, right? And so from a personal perspective, it has always been a goal of mine to impact the industries that I work in and make them such that my sisters don't have to have the same experiences that I have had. Um, and so it's a very personal desire for me to drive change. And to your point, to drive change by being extremely capable at what I do and not putting the fact that you know, I'm a woman at the forefront. So it definitely is not a day-to-day -day thought, but it is something that I'm really passionate about. And I think that um, being at Modulus really fits in with my desire to drive change um, and to create an environment where anybody can thrive based on their capabilities. And it just, it doesn't have to be just because you're a woman or a man or because of the color of your skin, right? I think like this is a first, a first step to push the door open for other people. Um, and that's what's really important about it for me. Brilliant answer. Could not agree more. Um, Jennifer, Ava, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I um, so stand on Cassie's shoulders, which I like to do a lot, is to, um, you know, I am a I am a mother. I have I have two daughters and, um, you know, I spent 15 years in kind of traditional architecture. And it was a very it's a very challenging profession as a woman, as a young woman, um, you know, so challenging that. You, you consider throwing it in and leaving it and just leaving it to them, right? Leaving it to them. But that doesn't change anything for anyone. And we still need, you know, quality work in the built environment. And um, so now, you know, with the experience under my belt that I have, it's really afforded me a wonderful opportunity to um, be the mentors that be the mentor I couldn't find you know, be the mentor that I would have wanted to have and just really, and, and it's not just for women, it's for everyone, right? It's the AEC is challenged with really any kind of diversity uh, in the United States. And so opening, not, you know, opening the door, like Cassie said, but holding it open too and running everyone in that you can, because it's, it's necessary. You know, when we talk about challenges in the built environment, 
one of the problems with those challenges is there's just, you know, there's not a lot of representation at the table doing the design work for for people to be living in and to be influencing the lives. And so we're, we're here to do that. Yeah, I'm not going to abandon the profession because it made me mad. I'm going to work to fix it. Thank you very much. And Jennifer? I wish I hadn't gone last. <laughs> <laughs> um, everything you guys said was just so spot on. Um, you know, I have a similar background of experience as Ava coming from, a, you know, the traditional architecture field. Um, you know, doing a lot of construction administration, being on site, um, you know, I don't have to run through all the challenges that are, are probably very obvious there. But, um, you know, I think I will say that I've been fortunate at times in my career to have had um, very meaningful support um, from uh, from mentors um, that have helped me. And I think it it's to echo what Ava said about being in a position um, to to become that for other people. Um, so it's that level of of responsibility, um, you know, that I feel that I take on myself um, to continue that. And I think that you know, being a part of this group, um, not just you know the four women sitting here, but also the larger modulus group, um, really helps to support that. And it almost becomes a second thought in a sense that we don't have to work hard to do that um, because it is so inherently supported. Um, so I think that just speaks to the culture that um, Modulus has built and that um, we hope to continue to build in the US um, as we scale and looking at the people that we bring in um, based on the talent and the capabilities and that we know that that will inherently grow a diverse um, and rich team. Oh, see, you went, you absolutely should have gone last. Brilliant. That's perfect. <laughs> well said. Well, I mean, I think um, you know, 45 minutes has absolutely blown by. Um, but um, I think that just is such a fantastic overview um, of what you guys stand for and you know the, as you as you know and Janet you're more than welcome for asking about everything else first because everything else should come first you know that's what we're here for we're here you know here to to, to do a to do a job me as well as you guys we're here to do a job and do it really really well and I've got no doubt that you guys are going to do and have been doing just that um, and how good to be able to talk at the end as well about something that's an, an issue that's close to all of our hearts um, and probably not just the women on this call but the men on this call as well and there are men on this course um and so thank you so much for joining me i really appreciate it thank you